Welcome to the Mompreneur Guide Podcast. I'm your host, Megan Moran. Just like you, I'm a mom entrepreneur on a mission to live a present and productive life, to be around for all the moments with my kids while also following my dreams and passions. Join me each week as I uncover a new tip or trick that will help you live your life just as you want and with as much ease as possible. Let's get started with today's episode. Hello, my amazing mompreneurs. Welcome back to the Mompreneur Guide podcast. Today, I have two special guests with me from my amazing friend, Michelle. She introduced me to Josie and Nicolette. And these two ladies have started a business that is one of the largest privately owned eye care practices in Cleveland. You've built this thing from the ground up. You're also moms. And what I love about what I've done in my research of you two is that you are also family and connection focused. It's more than just about the eyes, correct? Yes. Yes. Yeah. And I know you both have stories of why I care and why you ended up where you are, but I love the heart of what you're doing is that you're thinking of the people and in doing so you've built such a beautiful big business that supports you and your family. And I know you're so team centric as well. And I saw some reels of you having fun with your team and supporting them and, and just always being a champion for not only them, but also your customers as well. And so I'm really excited for us to dive in today and talk more about connections and team building and get to the real heart of yes, I care, but what does it mean deeper for you? And what does it mean for you as a mom and and how it's shaped your life? So if each of you could take a second, Nicolette and Josie, to introduce yourself so people know who's talking, since there are three of us talking, um, go ahead, tell them who you are and tell them about your mom life as well. So my name is Nicolette Scott. Um, I'm an optometrist and part owner uh, with Josie and Doug of Broadview Eye Center. We started the practice 21 years ago now in Broadview Heights, and I'm a mom of two teenagers, Andy and Libby, 14 and 16, and married to a firefighter, Alan Scott. Hi, my name is Josie Kasinick. I'm Nicolette's um, business partner. And I am a mom of three kids. Vince is 18. He's at his first year at Ohio State. I have a 15-year-old sophomore at Olmstead Falls High School and a 13-year-old eighth grader at Olmstead Falls High School. And I married a optometrist that I met in optometry school our first year. Um, we do not practice together. He works for the Cleveland Clinic, and his name's Greg. Oh, I love it. All right. So there's just too many OSU connections. So I've yeah, got to know, did lot. you meet at OSU? And then your son goes to OSU and almost everybody on your staff is from OSU, except for your other partner who went to Dayton. You got to like, tell us the, I mean, obviously we're here in Cleveland and OSU is a, a big school yeah. around us, but is this all just coincidence? Well, we met at OSU. Nicolette was a year ahead of me in school. Okay. It's the only optometry school in the state. Okay. So providing more well, light. Thank you. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and one of the best in the country. Okay. So OSU. Um, the classes are small. Optometry, there's only 64-ish in a class. Wow. So she was a year ahead of me, and um, we had some mutual friends. We hung out a little bit. So we did know each other through school. But we, you know, reconnected once we got to Cleveland. Mm-hmm. So, did you bond over anything specific in optometry school that then led you to go into business together, or were you just kind of acquaintances and knew of each other? We were dating roommates, no <laughs> and I married mine. Oh my gosh! I love <laughs> and that. the other roommate who lived with my husband was his grade school friend. Was also in optometry school. Oh my gosh! So. That's how, we, yeah, that's how we bo- yeah, bonded. That's how we bonded. <laughs> I love it. So, so then you both came up to Cleveland right after school? Yes. 
but she was a year ahead of me. So okay. Yeah. So I uh, came back and I got a job at a, a Sears Optical working for another OD. Mm-hmm. And after about a year, he said, "Hey, we get along really well. I've always wanted to open a private practice. Do you want to be my partner?" And when you're in optometry school, they kind of just beat it into you that you should be in private practice. So of course I said, yes, that sounds great. So he and I opened Broadview Eye Center in November of 2002. And very quickly we realized we were not as busy as we thought we were gonna be. And we needed to bring on a third partner to um, kind of free us up to moonlight and absorb some debt. So I said, I know the perfect person. <laughs> <laughs> what a great sales pitch. Oh, yeah, that was great. <laughs> great sales pitch. Do you want to come and work with us? We can't pay you. That was the, And it's we, not worth anything. Yeah. It's not worth anything. We can't pay you. And when you're working here, Nicolette's going to go work where you are making money. That was the sales pitch. Yes. And so how did you end up saying yes to Well, I was... Um, I was newly married. I had no children, and I figured, you know, I may as well take a leap of faith. There was really no major risk. My husband worked, and if it didn't work out, I wasn't technically I wasn't buying in mm-hmm. because they gifted me shares that was not worth anything. Right, right. So, and it and it worked out. But it did all work yes, out. It did. Yes. Yes. That that partner that Nicolette opened with, he eventually left. Less than a year later, he said, "Um, this is too much work. I don't think I'm cut out for this. And I move into Myrtle Beach. Yeah. And he left. And then it was just the two of us for a long time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Uh, He went on to a beach and you guys went on to create an empire. Mm -hmm. I like it. (laughs) Your own power there. (laughs) Yes. So talk to me about the vibe and like the experience of it all, because you're saying it's different than most places. So I know I've seen a little bit on Instagram, and I know that your your interior design work is something that you like in your spare time, right? I saw that in your bio. So talk to us a little bit about why that was important and maybe things that you do differently. So I just always, and Josie too, on a just our personal homes, enjoy home decor and interior design. So, you know, we wanted always to design something that we also like to work in. So it's kind of evolved over the years. I think it started off as very Pottery Barn, and now it's a little bit more modern. So (laughs) I always say it's like West Elm and your favorite spa had a baby. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. And does that transition over into like the products that you sell as well? Because I see your eyeglasses right now are so cool. I've never seen anything like them. So does that like play in? Is, Is your style and your aesthetic plays into your buying as well? Yeah, I mean, Josie can speak to this better because she's involved more in the frame buying. But we try to have offerings that our demographic wants. We tend to buy things that we like, but... uh, And our salespeople. Yeah, and what they like to sell. What they like to sell and what they're excited about. Mm -hmm. So when they're excited about it, they sell it. And um, it's evolved, I think. You know, we have a really nice selection. We, I feel like, are becoming like in our side of town, like the place to go and get fun frames and know you can get something a little bit more unique, Mm -hmm. like what Nicolette's wearing, so. I think that's so huge, especially with uh, the onset, and I'm curious, this might be a touchy subject, but hopefully not, of like Warby Parker and all of those online things. Talk to us about that as doctors and what you do and your specialists, and I am a big fan of local and being local and shopping local. Talk to us about 
like navigating that onset because you've been in the business for a long time. Like you've, I'm sure, ridden many different trend waves. So what's your take on that? I think our culture and our people make us different. When you walk into our office, it's a really fun vibe. I mean, aesthetically, it's beautiful, but everyone's friendly. You can tell that everyone likes each other. I've had many people tell us this, that um, we get along, we have fun. I always say we don't take ourselves too seriously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of a joke in our office. But we're, yeah, we're really professional. Yeah. So uh, we just um, go out of our way to really make it convenient for the patient, offer a great experience, and have fun, not keep them there too long, and have a great product. Mm-hmm. So back to your kind of question about navigating like online sales, Warby Parker. I always tell my patients if I know that they're going to buy maybe something online, I say I don't care if you buy it here but it's really important to be measured by a professional. So go to a brick and mortar and have somebody professionally measure you because I think 80% of online glasses were made incorrectly somehow, Mm. so. Yeah, and I think we wanna offer somebody for the person who wants that in-store experience and personal attention. And I have so many patients that say, I would have never picked this pair out for myself, but your optician, you know, guided me and I get so many compliments and I love it. Now I would never go anywhere else. Mm -hmm. So that's the kind of person that, you know, we cater to. Yeah. No, I love that. When I was a stylist, I was telling you guys, that was my past life. Uh, I had a lot of clients who would do stitch fix or something like that as kind of their stepping stone or their foray into styling because it wasn't a well-known thing at the time I was doing it. And then we would meet and it is, it's just such a different experience when you have a real person there with you and able to see things on you and touch the frames and all of that and give their expert opinion. And then, you know, shopping local, supporting amazing women like you, I, I think it's such a difference. And I can imagine that's something that's been a fun challenge, I would hope, for you to find the clients who appreciate that or be able to help others see the importance of that. Yeah, that's a, a huge strength that you probably have. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So I know what you do is about more than just the frames, right? It's not just about that, both like physically you're doing eye exams and all sorts of other things. But I noticed one thing on your Instagram was talking about like the benefits of eye care. Talk to us about what you're most passionate about in your business and, and what avenue of the work that you do is something we should know and that you want to scream from the rooftops to teach us. Well, I think I'm most passionate about like running the business and the and the culture and the people in our mm-hmm. team. I mean, I love being a doctor and that, you know, I every day I work in the clinic, but behind the scenes I feel like I'm working just as many hours and I love watching Nicolette do all the marketing and seeing our team get excited and adding new people and just like creating a really great culture. What lights you up about that? Is there something about seeing other people doing the work that fulfills them that lights you up too? I love just seeing them all getting along and helping each other, to be honest. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I think seeing some of them really hit some personal achievements in their lives that would not have been possible without Broadview Eye Center. Mm -hmm. So Natalie is the person that comes to mind. She's our regional manager. So she oversees all three locations. And when she came to us, she's been with us for nine years, I think nine. Um, She was a a technician, and she just had an appetite for learning, and she wanted to move up. And 
She did it. And first she became the manager when we opened the Berea location. And then we promoted her to regional manager. And, you know, since she started with us, she bought her first home. That was very important to her. And and so just seeing our, our staff, which is mostly women, it's a very female-dominated industry, um, seeing them hit personal milestones is really gratifying. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the impact and ripple effect that I'm sure you're able to see like close with your team and then far out with your customers has got to feel really good. Talk to us about team and partnership because it's not always easy, right? Leading a team and trying to find the right team can be a challenge. So for anybody who's thinking about a team or already trying to manage one and feels like they could up-level and do better, what are some thoughts that you have there? So I think one of the things that works for us so well, and Doug also, um, the three of us, is we have the same goal, which is always whatever's best for Broadview Eye Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, within reason, of course, you know, we don't sacrifice ridiculously, but I, I never, ever doubt, like if for some reason Josie has to leave early, it's okay, because I, I know she's always putting in 110% to make Broadview Eye Center the best, and Doug's the same way. So I would say if you're going to you know, bring on a team member, just really making sure that your goals are aligned. Mm-hmm. And that you like them. Yeah. If I don't want to go grab a coffee with them, then maybe they might not be great yeah. for the team. Mm-hmm. And I think that came with experience, learning that. So sometimes on paper, they might have all the you know, skills that we're looking for, but maybe personality, they're just not going to get along with the other team members. Because I feel like it's now, a, you know, a big culture and we have to hire the right people. Otherwise, they're not going to fit in. Yeah. yeah. So culture is so important. Yeah. I know that's near yeah. and dear to your heart. And so, yeah, I think it's just, it can be an interesting, like a little challenge there. You you want help, you want to spread right. that bandwidth and and be able to breathe a bit more and be more present. You know, we're all about being both present and productive here on the podcast. But sometimes you might not listen to your gut or, you, or your intuition. Do you guys use uh, your gut or your intuition a lot in making decisions? <laughs> um, or all the, the time. Only way we've done <laughs> tell me, tell me your um, theories, your thoughts. So, I have some of my own. Well, yeah. everything that Nicolette and I have done for the most part has been a gut feeling we (laughs) don't overthink it we've expanded we expanded our first practice twice by moving into the space next door okay not well thought out and it worked out great Mm -hmm. um we decided we wanted to open a second location and um we were going to purchase a practice that was for sale and we ended up not getting it and then six months later i was shopping and i kind of called her and i said you know that that office is no one ever moved into that office. Maybe we should open another office. She's like, great, let's do it. And, <laughs> I mean, this is how things always evolve. Yeah. So, uh, but I think our intentions are always good. And, um, and we, don't, we don't pick crazy uh, high-risk endeavors. You know, we always are careful about that. Mm-hmm. So if things don't work out, it's not the end of the world. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell me more about your thoughts of like, 
you you weren't really fully thinking about it, but it works out. Like I I have a friend who says everything's always working out for me, and so that's something I say all the time too. Is that one of your catchphrases? <laughs> that is her mind. That's her mind. That's my. Love it'll, it. it'll be just fine. Yes. Yes. It's gonna be fine. Everything. Megan, everything will be fine. Everything's always working <laughs> yes. out for us. There's no rush. Yes, I believe in all yeah. of that. Is that something you've always felt, or did you have? Is that like a more learned thing you had to go through to be like, okay? No, I no, think that's it's really in her DNA. Yeah. I, think I think it is. More as, as I've yeah. gotten older, even more so. Mm-hmm. So Just trusting. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I really, yeah, I don't worry or fret. I don't know. I just, we're really on the same page with that. We don't mm-hmm. worry too much. She about, knows I, she knows I don't worry too yeah. much. Yeah. No. <laughs> Do you think that there's, I talk a lot about conviction and that when you have a conviction around what you're doing and you have that vision of what you're doing, it makes making decisions and those gut feelings really easy. Cause mm-hmm. like you said, if it's not for the best of Broadview eye, then it's not a fit. It's just very clear cut. Do you feel like because you have such conviction around your purpose and your passion and the work that you're doing that that flows easily to, to be like, yeah, it's all working out because we're always doing this thing that we love. Yeah. I think cause we're both very confident in the strength of our business and the strength of the product that we have that we know that we're going to succeed, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, for myself, my parents, so <laughs> they, they're both immigrants. They came to this country in their 20s, not having any family, not speaking English very well. And they hustled, and they're not entrepreneurs, but they have the DNA of one. They're, they're grinders or hustlers. My dad put himself through school he came with the equivalent of an associate's degree and he ended up getting his MBA and becoming a CEO of a little hospital and they never once I did not ever see them worry when they probably should have been worried sometimes (laughs) but I so I think that's how I grew up and and I've continued that Mm. is that something too that you're mindful of when it comes to your kids as well because I think in this day and age, there's a lot of competition, right? There's a lot of achievement. I know uh, in the past couple of years, the big thing I was working on self-development wise was my self-worth tied to my achievement. And I think it's even harder as a business owner because literally like the money that you bring in is, it's an easy trap to fall into for your achievement. And so as moms, is that something that you have a, a closer pulse on because you're a business owner, but that you're working towards with your kids to make sure they don't have that association. Yeah. So I know you're a big Enneagram person. So are we. <laughs> Tell me your Enneagrams. <laughs> Spill. So I'm a three. Okay. With a one wing. wing. Okay. And Josie's also a three. We did this in the car on the <laughs> I, way over. <laughs> I love it. Yes. I'm a three it. with an eight wing. Okay. Yes. Yes. And so, and I'm achievers then. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And I'm very big on uh, my kids being self aware. And so they've taken the Enneagram. And so my son is a two, he's the rule follower. Yeah. And then my daughter's the eight, she's the challenging. Okay. Yes. That's a fun dynamic. I haven't done it on my kids, but yeah. My son is definitely probably a. We've done disc too. And your kids have done the disc. Yeah, Yeah. my kids have done the disc. Yeah, we did disc in school, but back in college we did it. So I don't remember what mine is, but I'm always the same things. And whenever I take a personality quiz, I'm always like, whatever Oprah is, (laughs) that's how I remember. Is that really? Yeah, that's where I always fall. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, I love Myers-Briggs and all those things. Mm -hmm. I just, I love when I can 
find myself in something where I'm like, oh, yes, that's me. Like, there we go. Okay. Yes. And it, you, you, it just helps you make more sense of it, right? And relating to other people. That's, and we try to do that with our staff. Yeah. Because I don't know how you feel, but I think a lot of people are not self-aware and they don't know their strengths. We're, we say all the time, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. So you talked about how it is important and you like to help your team become more self-aware and find their strengths. Like, I think it's so important when you know your zone of genius or, you know, what you're excellent at and to be able to also help people go more into that and give yourself space to do more of what you're uniquely best at and what lights you up the most. So is that something that you're consciously working with your team then of helping them identify if they don't already know and then giving them roles or supporting them in that way? We've done that in the past. We haven't done it more recently, but we were actually talking about doing it with our managers mm -hmm. soon because because she loves doing that as well. That's my wheelhouse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love a good quiz. Oh yeah, she <laughs> on the way over here when she was reading me the questions uh -huh. and I was doing it. She's like, I love this. And I said, <laughs> I said, are you secretly answering for me before I answer? I totally was. How yeah. often were you right? All the time. See? Yeah. You guys know each yeah. Other After so 20 well. years, she knows me yeah. pretty yeah. well. And she I, could answer mine too. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like your next marketing thing needs to be a quiz. There's got to be some. <laughs> what frame is your best? Or yeah. you know, something like mm -hmm. that. Like, what's the. It's always fun. There's always so much fun in yeah. marketing. So tell me, what is the future of you as business owners, you as moms? What, what are you guys looking forward to? What's on the horizon? You just reopened your third location. So, yeah, so we moved our third location to a new spot, so it's great. In 2022, last March, we built our own building Amazing. and moved into our practice, which has been the best thing yeah. we could have ever done. 8,000 square foot building. Yeah. So it's been amazing. It's been great. What makes it so great? You said it's the best thing that you could have done. The space, it was very well thought out. Nicolette did the whole layout. So just like from a functional standpoint, it, it works really well. It's in a newer part of Broadview Heights that they're developing. So cool. when we bought the land, we you know, didn't think anything of. Now everything's popping up around it. So it's great for visibility. It's great for visibility. People who say, oh, are you new in town? We're like, no, we've been here for 20 years. So we're getting a lot more foot traffic. So, so the future, I think what we want to really do is just grow the three locations that we have right now. We have some amazing associate doctors. So there's still so much potential for us to grow our current locations. Yeah, we have room there to room to grow. To grow, yeah. Mm -hmm. In all three of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, and then the future, you know, my daughter worked this summer. She was a technician. She's 15. And I don't know if she has any interest. My son is definitely not interested in eye care. So that's how. What does he want to do? Um, he's business. Nice. Yeah, business, um, sales, finance, something. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You know, my daughter would eventually come and work. My youngest has always said she wants to be an eye doctor because she just wants to do everything with me. Aww. So she <laughs> was doing the mental baby. math recently saying, mm -hmm. well, you can't retire until at least I work with you. Mm -hmm. so, I don't know. I mean, not too far off, right? How much? Well, she's 13. <clears throat> and yeah, so oh, 13, I, she wouldn't yeah. practice till she's 26. Okay. Oh, so you got We'll see. You gotta, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> Hopefully you'll be in a beach by yeah, that point, right? right? Yeah. yeah. One thing I've learned is just to never just – all possibilities are on the table. I mean, you know, when we opened 20 years ago, I would have never said we would be where we are now. So who knows? Mm -hmm. 
I think we're always open to, yeah, change. We're, we're not afraid of change. That is one thing about the two of us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And don't you think it's just like such a beautiful and liberating thing? Because I, I recently had an aha. Well, actually, it was a couple months ago, but like you never know where you're going to be. Could you have guessed 20 years ago that you would be no. here now? No. Like I, five years ago, I had a completely different business and I was a new mom. Who would have ever thought I would have a podcast studio, right. you know? So sometimes uh, when I, as an achiever, would dream and think of like 20, or like 10, 20 years and this and that, I'm like, just take the next right fun step, you know? We can, we can have a vision, yes, but you've got to trust the process and just like let it flow. So I think it's liberating sometimes when you recognize that. Have you felt that way as well? Yes. I don't want to over plan or overthink too much. We do, you know, plan and ahead, but yeah, just one day at a time. Yeah. We meet as partners in January and just kind of lay out our goals for the next 12 months. But also we talk about well, where do we want to be in three years, five years? And yeah. we don't spend a ton of time on that, but sometime. Doug it's, doesn't like it because it's very, like, abstract. Not concrete. Yeah. Yes, he's yeah. definitely the numbers. Numbers, yeah, concrete. Okay. Yeah. But it's fun that when we started doing this, maybe like three to four years ago, seeing that like three year and five year goal where it looks like such a, huge huge goal we actually and we were totally kind of guessing yeah and we were kind of <laughs> we're like oh yeah that we like hit it or surpassed it so that's yeah. really that's really cool so then that you know you see that and you think oh man sky's the limit yeah 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 and i think it's so smart that you've called your new building you call your flagship correct yes mm-hmm. i just i think it's just so, so smart and so clear and knowing that it's a bigger space and that you can just do all of these cool things that you're, you know, interested in doing and, and support your clients with. Well, ladies, thank you so much for being well, thank here. Thank you for having us. Yes, thank so you amazing. so much. For everybody who's listening, everything will be linked below, like to get to where you're at and your website. Yeah. Is there any final words that you want to leave any mompreneurs listening, especially here in the Cleveland area? Yeah, I think just don't be afraid to try something new and certainly don't be afraid of change. And I tell this to my kids all the time, if you don't like the situation you're in, do something different. It might not be better, but it'll be different Mm -hmm. (laughs) because I guarantee if you just stay where you're at, it won't get better. But if you change it, it might get better. (laughs) Yeah, there's a chance. I love it. And everything's always working out for us, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Everything will be just fine. Sunshine and rainbows. I love it. Thank you, ladies, so much. (laughs) This was so much fun. Thank you. Thanks. Thanks so much for listening to today's episode. You have no idea how much your listenership means to me. If you love what you heard, would you mind leaving us a review? It'll help get these episodes into more mompreneurs earbuds and into our community. Ready to get your next season or project done? Then you need to check out the studio. It offers a creative, collaborative, and Instagrammable space for mompreneurs to batch their podcasts and beyond. Head to mompreneurco.com slash studio to learn how to cut your marketing time from three months to one day so you can spread your message and mission on autopilot while enjoying the work and people you love most. See you next time.